0: What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to another edition of the DNBR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. As always, I am Justin Michael. I am your host. Whether you are looking at refinancing your current mortgage or buying a new home, Mike and Virginia, Chevalier of Chevalier Mortgage will make the process as simple and smooth as possible. If you've gone through the loan process before and you know, you'd rather, I don't know, make a trip to Laramie. Go clear the gutters, do a bunch of yard work, root for the Dodgers. It's it's a tough experience is the point I'm getting at, but if you've ever worked with Mike in Virginia, trust me, they're going to make it smooth, quick, enjoyable. They're some of the best in the business. What separates them from everybody else is Mike is also a certified financial planner and he looks at so much more than just the rate when designing your home loan. They're a small family-owned company, so you'll always feel like a person and not a number. I love that. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. Enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, get set up with a free consultation. Again, that's dnvrmortgage.com. You can enter to get a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice. If you're old school, that's okay. Just give Mike a call directly at 970-412-2472. That's 970-412-2472. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 191
1: Hey, David. Hey. <laughs> Obviously, a, an incredibly strange game there. I mean, first uh, 15, 18 minutes, you guys are awesome, and then can't buy a buck in the second half. Just kind of what's the the feeling going into the locker room after struggling so much but holding on? Yeah, um, you know, I was just super proud of the guys. Uh, Coach Medved just said, you know, it's it's very hard to, to, to win here and 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 win two here so um you know just with fans and everything everybody came out i'm super happy that you know there's a lot of a lot of green and gold in there as well um but you know it's a super hard arena to play in and super hard team to play against you know it's we have a lot of history uh, against each other so just pulling out that win is just is just huge um you know for the team and and we executed and we kept composure throughout the end so can you pinpoint uh, kind of what went wrong offensively in the second half uh, to, to kind of prevent you guys from keeping scoring like you were? Um, I can't really pinpoint it right now, um, but I think it would just mostly be just, you know, playing under control and, and playing with, um, you know, just just playing with our pace uh, because, you know, that's what we did in the first half. We got stops on defense and then, you know, got out in transition, and that's kind of what extended our lead as well. So just uh, playing with our pace, uh, and, and knowing who we are is, is the, is the biggest, is the biggest thing that we have to, you know, keep applying. That said, obviously, like you said, uh, you know, you pull out the pull out the wind, which is the most important. What do you attribute, you know, the mental toughness to this team? Cause you guys, uh, even when it's not on seem to find a way to, to do things like this. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's just the culture that we're trying to build, um, the mentality that we're trying to instill into each and every one of us, um, it's just, uh, a no quit mindset and a, and a right now means everything mindset. So each minute, each minute on the court, each minute in our lives is, is, is a battle. So we have to, we have to focus in each minute and, and just keep grinding.
0: David, you picked up your fourth personal on kind of a loose ball situation. Looked like, you know, you disagreed with the call after that, when you got back on the floor, kind of seemed like you were going to the rim repeatedly, maybe just, you know, trying to get some frustration out there, trying to make an impact on the game after, you know, maybe some ticky tack whistles made it a little bit tough too.
1: Um, you know, it's 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 tough. Uh, you know, we're we're both physical guys. Uh, all the bigs there and, and the bigs here. So, uh, and they were letting us play for the entire game. So, um, you know, to pick that one up is just you know just competitiveness, just kind of coming out. And so, um, you know, going back is just uh, just playing smart and playing uh under control uh while being aggressive is is the biggest thing I have to. I had to work on and, and, you know, it, it prevailed. So, um, you know, I'm just glad for that.
0: You guys are rocking the new uniforms. What are your thoughts on them?
1: They're dope. I love them. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's great that we finally get to wear orange. Hopefully we can wear state pride one game, but, um, you know, we'll see in this crazy season that we can, you know, bust out the new orange jerseys. I love it.
0: Do you guys, you know, feel a little bit of pride in kind of getting to one up Wyoming, just given that they were rocking their new uniforms and you come out rocking the new ones and steal the win?
1: Um, You know, I didn't know that they were. uh, Well, we knew that they were going to wear them, but I didn't know that we were going to wear orange. I think we we learned like I think yesterday or two days ago or something like that. So, um, I mean, yeah, it's just it's just uh, it kind of. I feel like it would look kind of weird on national television, though. It's a lot of different colors on, on one court. So, um, hopefully it looked good cause I felt good in these jerseys. So
0: break out the brooms, baby. We've got a clean sweep up in Laramie Colorado state men's basketball two and a at the AA big time, big time stuff. This is the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier mortgage. I'm Justin Michael, and we've got plenty to talk about yeah, the men's program, the women's program, a perfect four and o against Wyoming. If we throw in football, that's obviously five and o, five wins. Wait, what? Five and 5 wins against Wyoming. I thought their announcer said it wasn't a rivalry. What was that? I don't know. it's it's just tough to hear you over all this winning. I don't it you know, so that's just how it goes sometimes. Colorado State, it is their kind of year uh, when it comes to the border war. And yeah, just some gritty, gritty stuff. That that audio that we obviously led in was courtesy of CSU Athletics. That's the post-game session that we had with David Roddy. Um, Big game for him. You know, really big game for him. I think he was really crucial to CSU's success down the stretch. He really kind of bullied his way into the paint repeatedly, drew a lot of free throws. Most importantly, he was able to knock down his free throws. Um, CSU did miss a couple of free throws down the stretch, ultimately finished 19 to 25, 76% from the line. Uh, my goal as a team is always closer to 80, but you know, 76 isn't horrible, better than the 69.8 that Wyoming shot. So free throws, hit your free throws guys. They are free after all. Uh, David Roddy led CSU with 15 points, five of seven from the field, 11 rebounds, just you know, a typical David the Body Roddy type performance. Really, just kind of asserted his will at times. Um, I I just really enjoy watching this team play, and I'm going to talk about that here in just a second. I, I just I love the build of this roster and and how each guy kind of fulfills their individual role. But uh, one of the things that was really really encouraging to me in this one was the play from Isaiah Stevens. Now. I know he went 4-12 from the field, still kind of trying to figure in and out offensively, uh, but he had four po- 14 points, 5 of 6 from the free throw line, 4 rebounds, uh, no assists, which is a little bit surprising. He it, It's not like he didn't have opportunities. Set up uh, quite a few guys. Uh, but It was just kind of one of those games, kind of weird for CSU. Only 7 assists as a team. Uh, only 16 combined assists between these two teams. Uh, just kind of an odd one. And, and I think a, a lot of that had to do with the flow of the game, you know, there was just a ton of whistles, especially down the stretch at the end of the first half throughout the second half, especially, I really felt like the, the officials took the air out of this one and, I, and I'm not even really trying to complain and be like, it was all in Wyoming's favor. I just mean in general, both ends of the floor, it, it, it felt like they were calling every little ticky tacky thing. And generally speaking, I'm just not a fan of that. You got to let them play. Otherwise you're going to take all the air out of the game, all the momentum and it just becomes a really hard product to watch. I mean, if we're trying to encourage people, uh, and particularly, you know, college students or younger, I, I don't think calling every little ticky-tack touch is is the way to do it. That's just my opinion. I, I don't think people watch basketball to watch people shoot free throws all day. And you know, obviously, sometimes you got to call fouls. You know, when they are legitimate fouls, but. I don't know. I just I, there were a lot of questionable ones in this one. I'll say that a lot of questionable ones, and it was really hard to watch at times. Um, Mountain West, though, that's just you know if you watch the Mountain West, that's what it's like. The the Mountain West officials just love to take over. Um, I, I love the early intensity that CSU came out with in this game. I really thought that they were active on defense. Great hands. Great movement. Great communication. Um, I love the aggressiveness that they were playing with on offense. it It seemed to me like there was there was just an emphasis to attack and transition and and we all know that that's going to be cSU's greatest strength. We've talked about it time and time again. They're not the biggest team, so there are times where setting up in half court is not you know necessarily going to be the best route for their success. It can kind of be detrimental depending on you know who they're going up against. But early in this game, especially, I I just thought that they were looking to run. You know, they weren't letting Wyoming set up in the half court. They were getting the ball down quickly. They were making quick and decisive decisions. Um, I I just loved it. It was great execution. It it really looked good. And honestly, for a while there, it kind of felt like the Rams were going to run away with it. Now, you knew that the Cowboys were always, you know, going to make some type of run. They're wearing their one Wyoming jerseys. They're at home. They've got 2000 fans. Granted, probably at least 800 of them in there were CSU fans. Um, but, you know, you knew they weren't just going to go down without a fight. The games up in, up in Laramie are always wonky. They are always wonky. I mean, think about CSU's comeback victory last year where they were down 19. It almost got flipped on them this year. They were up 18 in this game. Wyoming made them sweat, man. They definitely made them sweat. But that's exactly what you should expect in a rivalry matchup. And, and you know, I'm not trying to keep beating this drum here, but I've basically been saying it for the last six weeks. It's really freaking hard to win in Laramie. It's hard to do it once, let alone twice, let alone twice in one week. It It really cannot be stated enough just how impressive it is to go up and win twice in Laramie. I don't care. I know that Wyoming is, you know... They're probably the seventh, or yeah, probably the seventh best team in the conference right now. They're, they're a team that can score. They've got some talent on that roster, but more than anything, it's just a weird environment. You're at seventh. outs, you know seventy two hundred feet elevation, and there's the yellow seats, and they're playing Cotton Eye Joe, and it's that's just a weird place, man. It's a weird place. It's a hard place to win. Time and time again, it proves that way. I mean I'd I'd go so far as to say that winning twice in Laramie is as impressive as what CSU did at Utah State or, you know, Viejas. It's it's that hard to win up there. You know, to do it once, maybe not, but to do it twice in one week, that's big time gritty stuff. And and I'm gonna play some some audio here from Nico Medved kind of explaining that and and just talking about how happy he is to kind of get through this, because I'll tell you what, the coaches, they've had their eyes on this Wyoming series for a while, really since the beginning of the season. I mean, it was definitely something I pointed out at the beginning of the schedule. Just, oh man, two games in Laramie, that's rough. But they got it done. They got it done because that's what this team does. Uh, I'm going to keep talking about the build of the roster, give some more takeaways from the game, but I did want to play that post-game audio from Nico Medved. So we will get back to that conversation or that discussion, I guess I should say, in just a second.
2: Man, I just, um, I'm so proud of our guys. Um, I love the way that they competed and played here today. And, you know, this was going to be a tough, hard, physical game. We knew that. I thought our guys embraced it. Uh, The intensity on the defensive end that we came out with um, to start the game was just so awesome to see. That's what you have to have. Um, I thought it carried over when we went to our bench in the first half. Um, I thought, you know, P.J., Isaiah Rivera, Deshaun Thomas, John tanji they came in and they just guarded their tail off. And we were doing some really good things. You know, we, and we knew Wyoming would, would make a run. Uh, um, they're a scrappy team. They're a tough team. They're well coached. I didn't like how we finished the end of the first half, but you know, you got to credit Wyoming for that too. But um, our guys just showed a ton of poise and to come out here and, and to win two times in Laramie uh, is really, really hard to do. And so I, I just, I think it's a great win for our team. And every time they threw a punch, uh, we were able to take it and fight back. And, you know, you look at our schedule. I mean, we've been on the road at San Diego state on the road at Utah state with fans on the road here at our rival in Laramie with fans. All right. And, and our guys have just embraced the challenge. And so uh, proud coach here today. And that's a heck of a win for our team.
0: Nico, you say it all the time. It's hard to beat anyone in this league. And, you know, I know New Mexico, Air Force, Nevada, all those will have their own challenges but are you just kind of relieved to get this Wyoming series out of the way, especially (laughs) given how weird these games have gone since you've been the coach up here? I mean,
2: you know, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I just, I think I knew as a coach and our staff, when we looked at this, we're like, man, this is, this is going to be really hard. I mean, to come up here and win twice um, to win any of them. um, And, and just people, you know, when you're in these games and you've been out there, you know what that means. And so I just, I'm really proud of our guys, man. I mean, I just, you know, like coach Blunt always says, toughness travels, you know, and I thought our guys just showed a lot of mental toughness um, and poise. And that's not a one-time thing. I mean, this team continues to show poise when things get tight and something doesn't go their way. And um, to handle that, I thought was, I thought was really, really good. And um, so, yeah, it, it, it is tough. And I, again, we're, we'll, we'll enjoy this one tonight because these guys deserve it
0: still might be too early to ask but any any update on new mexico i heard the other day that they said they're planning planning on playing but i haven't really seen anything since
2: the word that i have is that they're planning on playing i know they have plane tickets bought to come out here so unless something changes we will uh plan on playing them tuesday night at nine i think 9 p.m on fs1 um so that's our that is our mindset we'll enjoy tonight uh And then we'll get up tomorrow and start focusing our attention to the Lobos. But looks like we're going to play, Justin.
0: The 55th big game is this weekend. 55, a game this big, deserves a big prize, not just some trophy. To finish off the football season, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all players a no-brainer of an offer to celebrate football's finale. DraftKings Sportsbook is doubling your money. If a touchdown is scored in the big game, that's right. One touchdown, you double your money. Simple as that. Easy as one, two, three. I mean, what do you what what more what more do you want, people? They're literally giving you free money. As if this game wasn't enough of a reason to party with the double the cash you'll be celebrating till next season. Don't forget about the DraftKings Big Game Prediction Challenge with up to $55 million in total prizes up for grabs. Instant prizes for everybody who enters the contest. DraftKings, they've already paid out $7 billion to players since 2012. They know a thing or two about paydays. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR to get a shot at doubling your money if a touchdown is scored in Sunday's game. That promo code DNVR to get a shot at doubling your money during Sunday's season night finale. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older Colorado only. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash prediction dash challenge dash DFS for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. <laughs> All right, we're going to get back to talking hoops in just a second. But first, my DraftKings pick of the week. DraftKings pick of the week. I seriously want a jingle for that. Come on. Somebody make me a jingle. Make it happen. <laughs> Anyways, we've got the Super Bowl. Um, look, I'm hard-pressed to ever go up against Patrick Mahomes. But my boy Shaq Barrett, how can, how can I not go with him? How can I not rock with Shaq, my man Moochie? One of the greatest Rams of all time. Tampa Bay plus 138. And you get Tom Brady. I mean, look, I know out here in Colorado we're not exactly Tom Brady lovers, but I've kind of come full circle on the guy. And I know I, I hate to admit it. I mean, I grew up just absolutely despising him. Even, you know, during the Peyton Manning era, I would have totally been, you know, all against him. But I've got a ton of family in Kansas City, guys. I've got a lot of Chiefs fans. I really I just I don't want to hear it. I know they got the one Super Bowl, that's fine, good for them. I I just don't want to hear it. So I'm I'm rolling with my heart and I I explained all of this intentionally because I want you to know I'm betting with my heart this time around. But sometimes you got to follow your heart. And I'm following it. I'm following Shaq Barrett Tampa Bay money line plus 138. Um I I don't love that, but I do love the over-under tackles for Shaquille Barrett, three and a half. He is going to get that. So that's my DraftKings pick of the week. You know, that's, that's what I'm rocking with. My man Shaq Barrett, four individual tackles. I think he's going to get it. I think he maybe even wins the Super Bowl MVP. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that out there right about now. Anyways, lock it in. That's my DraftKings pick of the week. Go Bucks. All right, I'm not going to spend too much time on this because we all just watched the game and I have more content than I want to get out for you guys, but I did want to just kinda of go through my game notes here and kind of talked about some of the some of the things that I noticed about individual guys. Um this was this was a really, really solid performance from the bench unit again. Deshaun Thomas, he came in, immediately looked to score, um, had two really, really nice moves in the post, both of which, you know, started with his back to the hoop, was able to beat his man, go up and score with nice touch. I love that. You know, I'm I'm super confident in Deshaun Thomas. I've talked about it all season. He's a guy who I just, I believe in his game. You know, I I know it was a bit of a rough start, but I think circumstance played a big part in that. And we're just seeing him continue to get more and more comfortable as he goes. And I think he's going to be a really big factor for this team down the stretch because I think what he brings as a scorer off the bench is very, very valuable. I just think so few teams, especially when they get into their second units, they just don't have guys that can really match up with him. And he becomes this really, really advantageous, uh, matchup for, for CSU. So I I think they really should take advantage of that. Uh, John Tanjay, God, I love this dude's game. (laughs) I love talking about these bench guys. Obviously, you know, it's, it's fun to talk about David Roddy and Isaiah Stevens and Kendall Moore and, and all these dudes, you know, Thistlewood and and James Morris, you know what you get out of them. Um, but I just, time and time again, find myself getting really excited whenever the second unit gets to play together because I just, I think they have a good flow. I think they're really unselfish and I just think they're great scorers, man. Don Tanjay, he had God that, that one handed dunk that started with a steal and transition was just sick, just sick. One of the best CSU dunks we've had in a while. And we actually got two really good ones because David Roddy had a nice two handed slam that came off of a just a gorgeous outlet, 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 outlet pass from PJ bird. And he's another guy, man, talking about these bench guys, we've seen him get progressively more and more aggressive on the offensive end. And I love it. He's always been a great defensive player. We're seeing him look to score now. And, and he's a great facilitator. I mean, he, he would be a starting point guard on a lot of teams in the mountain West. Like, he is very, very talented. And it's the same case with a lot of these guys. DT, John Tanjay, these guys could start at a lot of places, and they're coming off the bench for CSU right now. This team, they're just so deep. I love how it's constructed. I love how they manage the rotation right now. I really think they've locked it down in terms of just, you know, how many minutes to give each guy on on a normal night. Obviously, sometimes, you know, you have somebody foul out, like Isaiah Stevens in game one. You know, something might change there. Sorry about that. accidentally bumped my mic stand. Sorry about that reverb. Um, I just, I love the build of this team. And and one of the problems when you have talented guys coming off the bench, for, for some teams that is, is, you know, they know they can get buckets. They know they're good scorers. And because of that, they don't play within the flow of the game. They try and force things. They jack up bad shots. They're trying to get theirs. We don't see that from these guys. Look, when the moment is there and it's time to strike, they go for it but they don't play without of the with, from without of the flow. You know, they just, they do their thing. They work the ball around the perimeter. They try and get good looks. It's just really composed. And even a guy like Isaiah Rivera, who obviously, you know, doesn't play a ton of minutes right now. I'm so excited about this guy's future. He's going to be so good. I mean, you can just, you just tell that he, he sees the floor differently than most freshmen. And I feel like I've said that about a couple of guards that have come through CSU over the last couple of years, but that's because this coaching staff, they get the right type of dudes in this program. I mean, he, he had a charge that he drew in, in the second Wyoming game where it was just brilliant instincts slid over to help the big man right outside the, the no charge circle or the restricted area, I should say, and just draws it now. And I'm pretty outspoken. I'd, a lot of times, dislike charges, John Tanjay got called for just a bullshit one in this game, but that was a good charge it It was that was what it's supposed to be i'm I'm really intrigued by Isaiah Rivera. I'm really intrigued by all these guys. i I just love covering this team. I will say um look you you knew Wyoming was gonna make a run, so I get that it's kind of disappointing that they blew that double digit lead, but Ultimately, you hung on, you topped a rival. That's what tournament teams do. You don't have to win big. You just have to win. And ultimately, they still covered, so still won decently big. All right, that pretty much wraps up my thoughts on this men's series. Um, Like I said, the women's team, they swept as well. And I I did want to add, I am not ignoring that. I am going to talk about it on the next podcast as well as just kind of give an update on the league talk about what the Rams need to do down the stretch in order to best ensure that they make the NCAA tournament you know ultimately i've assuming the Mountain West tournament happens that's going to be a big factor but you kind of want to control the controllables and and win as many of these games down the stretch as you possibly can they've got a really really intriguing series against New Mexico coming up the uh, the women's series against New Mexico is actually in terms of conference implication Uh, significantly more important than the men's series that said, you know, the men's team, they can't afford any bad losses, obviously trying to keep that at large resume nice and strong. And you don't want any losses outside of quad two. So a lot of, a lot of hoops to talk about, a lot of great stuff happening. I do want to shout out the women's team for winning while rocking the, the, um, the cancer patients on the back of their jerseys. Again, just such a cool moment. Uh, really cool of CSU Athletics to honor the Brohards as well. Uh, I would love one of those shirts. I'm not sure that that'll be possible, but I would I would love to just be able to pay my respects to a guy that's certainly served as a mentor for me over the years. Um, thank you to everybody that continues to support our content. I have a couple of features coming out. One on just the fan experience. I've got a takeaways piece coming out. Uh, we've got some football stuff coming up. We have a virtual press conference with Steve Adazio, John Budmeyer, and Alex Bailey on Monday. So all kinds of stuff coming up. If you're a CSU fan, now is the time to pay attention. Now is the time to subscribe. Go get yourself a Border War t-shirt too. Uh, rub it in. The bronze boots where it belongs. 5-0. and 5-0 and versus Wyoming. That's what matters. Going to go 7-0 and once volleyball gets in the picture. Boom, baby. Break out those brooms. Clean sweep. We'll be back.
2: I only seem to write when the words, they don't come to me I'm staring at this page, and I swear it stares back at me Read between the lines, see the blank and all the happenings It's been 35 and I ain't even wrote like half a thing Rhymes that make sense, but more lines that didn't I was walking with my headphones, heavy bumping, pivot Simplistic white pages, they dreaming we were famous They say they like the cadence, mark the summers like cicadas Favors, my mood rings an alligator, spit like Vader with the saber, steady kicking it like Prater, staring at white paper, it's habitual behavior. Check the flavor, that's some sage advice. But confidence, a great disguise, and certain lines are idolized. Like, yeah, I'm fine, and I don't mind, it's out of sight, it's out of mind. And I've been dwelling on my past just to see what I can find. Lost and found memories of places I designed, and my imagination's different now. But I swear